You know, when you leave your environment, this is a good thing about traveling is you start realizing that actually you can do things mm. like there is nobody to tell you you're not in this system or you need to do that. You need to follow this thing. So I just realized I'm like, shit, actually, I can do things. So I start feeling more comfortable and I have gained like self-confidence slowly with the time. And I realize I'm like, oh, actually, I can do things. So, you know, it's it's good to be outside of your environment mm. just for that actually hello everyone welcome to high Scurry, the podcast about people making the underground industry every month you will have an interview with someone contributing to build this industry around the world with an unusual path career the purpose is to make you learn things discover artists tracks and people's stories the project is growing if you want to help high Scurry, it's simple share each episode on your soundcloud talk about ice curry with your friends you will listen a lot of extract during this interview find them entirely in the youtube playlist i made link in the description below enjoy and spread the house love hello uh, wissam how are you doing yeah good yourself good as well um just to tell to the listener we met yesterday at the intro festival yeah. in ulaanbaatar for the first edition We were in the backstage with the Mongolian and we just met there and we talked about music and mm -hmm. then we said, but let's do an interview for Ice Curry. So thanks for being here. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I will start with a short presentation about you because you did a lot of things for the Asian underground scene. So now you are based, you're based in Vietnam, but mm -hmm. before you started in Hong Kong, you yeah. created a label named Cliché Records and you also made parties. Mm -hmm. Then you moved to Vietnam mm -hmm. and you created the first underground club Savage in Hanoi. Mm -hmm. And you also co-founded a festival, a caution mm -hmm. festival, the second edition. And you also DJ. Mm -hmm. A few weeks ago, you, you mixed with Moved in Berlin. Mm -hmm. And... And you also work for a booking agency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did a lot of things. <laughs> uh, you also have like uh, FKG, all yeah. the team from Rush Music, like Zimmer, Cartel, mm -hmm. um, all these guys. Is that correct? Yeah, it's correct. Actually, it's uh, uh, now focusing less on... Uh, There's still someone from the team who is doing uh, FKJ and the rest of the team. But yeah, now I'm trying to focus more on the uh, club and the festival. Okay, uh, my first question is simple. What was your first contact with underground music? Um, I think the first contact uh, was uh, in Lyon when yeah. uh, I used to uh, spend a lot of time on a f uh, software called Soulseek to download music and then I started meeting actually a rec music lover and they were doing those annual party in Lyon okay. and that's how I started actually... Uh, knowing about party that was not uh, run by big um, like big branding i'm gonna say like just simple thing run by simple people and because you're from lyon yeah actually i'm like i grew up uh, in the suburb of lyon so in the okay. south like uh, three miles away from lyon and i used to go there like the weekend so you went to the le sucre uh... yeah but when i moved from lyon they uh, that's why i say i moved to lyon um, from lyon like 11 years ago okay and it was um, le sucre and everything like musonor just started at that time lyon was still like so so interesting. now it's just crazy to see it's, all the things it's crazy scene and can you tell us about your background what did you do you moved like Eight years ago, I think. Uh, 11 years ago. 11 years ago in Hong Kong. In China first. China first. Uh, can you tell us your story about... Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> just... Uh, yeah, it, everything was like so random, actually. I was... 
I went to London first for six months. Uh, I just wanted to like improve my English and okay. blah blah blah. <laughs> I came back to France and after that trip, like something changed. I felt like I was not connected with the country anymore. I'm like, I want to do more things. I wanted to be in another environment. So then I went to China, like just on holiday for two weeks, and actually everything started at that time. And I just like fell in love with the country. I'm like, okay, okay I'm gonna stay there. Uh, but I didn't know I was always dreaming about music but for me it was like okay this is for the elite you cannot do that it's <laughs> not for you so actually I moved from France to China I'm like I'm just gonna do some work and see and I start selling all my synthesizer MPC because at the time I was just doing production uh, but nothing s serious I'm gonna say and that's how it started actually so um, you produce music in France but it was like a side project you didn't work exactly. like in the m music no, industry at all. it was like in, every time I was going out or seeing mm. things I felt like it was like above like it was for other people it was not for me like yeah. I didn't have any network I didn't have any label I'd, I was not linked to anyone and I felt like okay I can't do that because I don't know I'm like coming from this small province city mm. like and you like this is not for me so that's what I always say to myself but when you then moved to China you had the feeling that here you can do it you can do I things did, I didn't have the feeling first it took time but then yeah. you know it's like you know when you leave your environment this is a good thing about traveling is you start realizing that actually you can do things mm. like there is nobody to tell you you're not in this system or you need to do that, you need to follow this thing. So I just realized, I'm like, shit, actually, I can do things. So I start feeling more comfortable and I have gained like self-confidence slowly with the time. And I realized, I'm like, oh, actually, I can do things. So, you know, it's it's good to be outside of your environment mm. just for that, actually. Yeah, you have to get out of your comfort zone exactly. to find opportunities. Exactly, you need to leave it and then it's you and yourself, you know, you're mm. kind of on, on a journey and you're like, okay, uh, you know, uh, you. I saw some people by traveling, like going and say, okay, you can be, it's it can be easy, mm -hmm. you can be just hanging out with just French people and stay in the comfort zone and don't do any effort. You can be on your own and say, oh, this is too hard for me, I'm just going to work, make some money, stay at home and leave. Or you can be, uh, it can be the third option, which is, I'm arriving in that country, this is not my place, I don't know anything, but I have to put a lot of effort to meet people, to, you know, you need to make the first step, and actually, if you do that just first step, everything... Yeah, that's the direction yeah, you took. Like, it's crazy, like, all the things that can come to you. And how did you start in Hong Kong? I mean, you said... Ah, you it was <laughs> like, after three years in, in China, I decided to move from China to Hong Kong. Okay. Uh, and actually, I got like a job offer to do like some uh, French classes and some economic classes. So I went to that uh, school and uh, I get the offer from China and they say, okay, they need someone now. And I'm like, okay, maybe I should drop everything and go there. <laughs> so that's what I did. So I remember being staying one month in Chengking Mansion, which is like super ghetto area in Hong Kong. And I rented a place there. And uh, it was like, wow, like I, I could see like the city is like super modern, like all yeah. this building and all these people like suit and types. Like this is not my world, but uh, I still like was okay I need to do that is a new environment and actually it started slowly like that and I was doing those classes I have a bit of income but at that time I was just saying okay I'm gonna be in Hong Kong being based there and travel around Indonesia Philippines Taiwan I wanted to I had 10 weeks holiday uh, uh, when I was a teacher there so I could travel around and then actually I got an offer to play in the residence for a, an hotel and they say oh, can you play for us the weekend and it was a really good income 
So that's how we started. I used that money that okay. I did not really u- need it. I'm like, I'm gonna throw a party because the music is pretty shit here. And okay. I'm gonna throw a party, use that money that I don't really need because I already have an income and just through those parties for people who, who are into that kind of music, so which is house, disco uh, at that time and less techno and then techno came uh, a bit later but actually get really popular and um but i was not expecting any income from that i was so just like let's do a were, party yeah it was just a hobby and yeah it was just like, like a hobby i think like uh d- back in 2012 we booked a, a college who did the track okay. the movie drive This party was like quite crazy and everyone was like, oh, we." but I was not expecting this actually. And we get him like it was super nice. And but these few parties at the beginning helped to to go out of this kind of Ibiza sound that was mm. everywhere or like the EDM. I'm like, I just wanted something a bit uh, different. So in Hong Kong at this time, there was no like... Uh underground music I would say no, like no, there, uh, was, there was like the of course like we arrived there were like people doing that and uh, there was a club that uh, were really uh, pushing for the techno scene mm. uh, the other one a bit housey but for us it was a kind of other nerdy sound so it's not the same it's really like a small niche of house and groovy sound uh, but not that um, popular one we just like as I say like our goal was also to book smaller DJs and also okay. people from Asia so we had a different vision of focusing on the Asian scene and not mm. only focusing on the European scene. Yeah, you, you had to do something different from your competitor exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it was like, uh, uh, we wanted to be different. We're like, mm. okay, there is this scene. The scene for us, it was about booking uh, like Korean DJs, Chinese DJs mm. uh, who are into the same vibe of uh, groovy, just all about fun, nothing serious. Mm. We did not take those parties serious. We don't want it to be like serious people at the beginning, actually. But you told me yesterday you also booked like big names after like uh, yeah, yeah. Breakboat Like sometimes we, yeah. that's why I say we, our schedule was quite, we took the whole year, we t- worked yeah. by season. We're like, you know what? When we realized that it gets serious and we were having followers, yeah. people who come, we say, okay, maybe we should do that seriously and making it uh, like a big name, some a smaller name. Like we, we needed to find a way to say, okay, we can approach other people who know, especially for locals, because local wanted some bigger names, but Uh, or, be, or like Asian or European and then we like now that they came to that party they can hear about the next party which is more yeah. uh, like a smaller name so then they can discover so the goal was like big name discovering Asian mm. so we need to be super eclectic in our uh, set if it was just booking big names every month that makes it doesn't make sense for us mm. it did not make sense and so how long did you need to live from that because right now it's your work I mean like uh, the music industry mm. but you were like a teacher as you said a French teacher how long did it take to it, it took one year actually but there were some work and then I had this whole year yeah. to realize I'm like should I f- drop everything yeah. and focus on that because I was having a bit of income through the resi- residence 
But I was like, I wasn't sure because I'm like, will it work or not? So I was a bit afraid. But uh, then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do it. I I, I was waiting until the end of my uh, semester, I'm yeah. gonna say, and I said to school, okay, I'm gonna leave, but not now. I'm gonna finish my work, and for the summer time, I'm just gonna focus on that. So. And you said you were afraid, afraid of what, like failing? Or? Yeah, like I was afraid saying, I'm leaving a work that I quite like, yeah. actually, yeah. like I was having fun with them. <laughs> I'm like, am I going to uh, a passion that I'm actually, I'm like, I'm having the chance now, but will it work or not? You know, you never know. And I'm like, maybe it's not going to work and how I'm going to pay for my rent. This I didn't know where I was going, so... But uh, I'm like, okay, I should take the risk and this is going to be fun, I think. And actually, I'm really <laughs> happy that I did it. <laughs> yeah, it worked well. And so that was your first chapter. And then you decided to, to move in Vietnam. Yeah. Just why? Uh, because it was getting too uh, flat, I'm going to say, in Hong yeah. Kong. So after like many years and everything, I realized that the party that I was doing doesn't make sense anymore because they were already other group who also wanted to do the same. It... It helped to grow the scene, but it also made so many things happening. So the moment you were in the city, you're like, oh, there's so many things going on and you didn't know what what to do. So I'm like, you know what, maybe it's a good time to leave uh, once it's still like living on a good note and not waiting mm. until uh, yeah, I know what you mean until the end. I'm like, I think it's good to, like, it was, you need to know why you were doing those things. And you're like, I'm doing that because the city needed that. But at that time, I'm like, okay, now I think I did the job and I should experience other things. So Vietnam came and the idea of a club somewhere else in a city where we needed, uh, uh, the city needed a club. And through the booking agency, as I say, we were working with most of the cities in Asia, uh, as I say, like Beijing or Jakarta, Bangkok or Seoul. And not really with Hanoi, with, uh, with, like, with one person there, but no club there. So the idea came like that. I'm like, maybe it's close to Hong Kong let's move there and let's try to develop something you, there. you just went by yourself and just let's start something here yeah <laughs> and you were not afraid as you said because before you were no, because at the time like self-confidence <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's why I said there was a big difference between uh, me at 23 and me at 25 and yeah. me at 30 so you know like uh The, the older you get the more experience you do mm. those things help you actually to to go over some fears and like okay whatever is gonna work or not I'm gonna find a way yeah. because I found way uh, previously Before. so then yeah and so you opened the first underground club in Vietnam uh, Le Savage mm -hmm. um, was it difficult to open a club in the country where first of all there is no underground scene and we know like in France in Europe generally it's pretty hard to open a club mm. due to the laws of the the things how was it for you because i mean and you didn't know the country i mean you didn't live before yeah, that i mean i've been like pretty lucky <laughs> also with so many things so i think it's hard to open a club in hanoi as uh, paris or okay. in hong kong Uh, but then, yeah, if you really have a goal and you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do, of course you're going to put a lot of effort. If you say to yourself, I'm going to do, <laughs> uh, I'm going to open a club, then you're going to do everything to open the club. Maybe it's going to work, maybe it's not going to mm. work, maybe you're going to fail, but at least you tried. And this was the, yeah, like uh, the, the way I was thinking at that time, like, I'm just going to make things happen. But actually, I realized I'm actually, this is really happening then. So <laughs> it's good. But uh, yeah, it, Yeah, it's a lot of work, of course, mm. but it's going to be the same everywhere, Vietnam or France. You, it's different. Uh, maybe it's easier in Vietnam in terms of uh, opening and more choices than in Paris, but then it's easier in Paris because things are more strict, mm. paper. So, you know, it's advantage and disadvantages in both um, places. So, 
yeah, it's just you and the motivation that you got. <laughs> and how long did you take to open the club? Like, uh, uh, did you I, find? I'm, I'm going to say a good year. Like, mm -hmm. uh, we arrived August 2015. We get the place. We found the place in September 2015. We get the key in February 2016. We open in August 2016. So uh, then we get like flooded open officially in September. So it's a long process. And then we discover so many uh, things on the way. And it was the first time opening a club. So a lot of good and bad things. But yeah, it's that's what I mean. It's like that's how you learn also. And what was the most difficult things to open a club there? I think the most <laughs> difficult thing was the, the supplier. It's yeah. not easy to arrive and be like, okay, uh, we're going to open the club because you realize that you need to do a lot of work and it's another way of working. You know, you come from a mm. capitalism vibe in, uh, in Hong Kong where everything is like super strict, mm. faster, easy, money, you know, like competition. Then you arrive in Hanoi and it's like chill, everyone <laughs> take his time. There is no this, uh, uh, you know, like it's hard to find a supplier that you can rely on. They're like, I'm working, I'm not working. They don't care. So even though even though you say okay we're gonna pay you this they don't kind of care they like the lifestyle is different for mm. the workers there and no no it's interesting i'm half vietnamese so i mm. know what it is yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's different it's more chill yeah and less compromise uh, and so you didn't do it by yourself you had the team with you also? yeah of course whatever yeah. whatever i did is never eyes like yeah. me so it's always a crew uh and the booking agency the record label the parties the, f the festival the club is like there are always people around that uh, are doing things with me of course and you won't be able to do anything on your own so the best thing is to be with others to do things i think and uh i read in the article from error Uh, most of the customers at the beginning were like expats yeah. from Europe and right now it's like 50-50. So. Yeah, in the club it's in interesting because uh, uh, we started with uh, 10% of uh, people who okay. come like uh, our regulars were uh, 90% expat and then 10% Vietnamese but this is changing slowly and we get more and more locals involved and you can feel that for them uh, Yeah, it's quite new and mm. it's, it's a lot of work, but uh, it's just getting better and better. And I think like uh, in the next years, it's going to be um, yeah an interesting um, thing for the city. And we're going to have like the majority, I think, local because they will... We, we put a lot of effort in, like, for example, we have an Instagram uh, for Savage and everything is in Vietnamese. So okay. we, we don't want to put in English. We cool, but we like, okay, we're in Vietnam. We should put some respect and we do it in Vietnamese. You don't do both? No. Like in Instagram is strictly yeah. Vietnamese and uh, uh, and it makes sense, you know. I'm like, we're in mm. Vietnam, why should I put in in English if I want to? And most of the expats know us already; they know yeah. what we do. So, but in on Facebook is both languages. Okay. But still, the first language is in Vietnamese, then is in English. Even though we know that most of the people who read uh, our thing on Facebook are uh, expat, but still we want to show that's the only way we can show to locals that we respect the country, we're here to work with them, and we're not that kind of uh, uh, expat vibe, like saying, oh, we're here, whatever, like it's between us, you know. Uh, we really want to make something a bit different in terms of uh, promotion. Mm, yeah, it's interesting because a few weeks ago I was in Beijing mm. and I had the chance to interview DJ Wang Wang, mm -hmm. owner of The Lantern, mm -hmm. and Right now, it's same as you. At the beginning, it was like most of the people were expats. And right now, it's like 50-50. And on Facebook, it's like English, Chinese. But they have like a WeChat. They have no Facebook there. So yeah. it's like right now, Chinese. But it, it, what is the crowd? Because here in Mongolia, we saw yesterday, um, most of the people, the mm. clubbers, um, 
are like from the wealthy people. Mm -hmm. They went, we can see they went studying abroad, mm. then bring back like uh, the techno house yeah. music here. But most of the people are like wealthy people. Mm. We saw it yesterday, they were wearing like very fancy clothes. Mm. It was not like underground, but. I know, definitely. And <laughs> it was like super special to see that too. Yeah, but they still enjoy it and yeah. it was like uh, good vibes. And how is it in uh, Vietnam? Is it fun? I think in Vietnam it's a bit similar. Like the people who come are usually people who, uh, who study like um, in Europe, Australia, or, you know, um, the US. And some like never leave the country and came and thanks God to internet. I think that uh, those guys come and then as I said, there is this new middle class mm. uh, who get a bit of income, who discover. So yeah, we majority is a kind of uh, people who who've been traveling already and know. Uh, but we're still um, meeting more and more people who never leave the country, who are coming to Savage. So it's quite interesting. It's a good mix. You can mm. feel that when you come, it's not too uh, pretentious or too much. Okay, you know, it's not uh, fancy. Yeah, it's it? not too fancy. You see people and it's quite uh, dirty. We have a kind of dark room where we play the music. It's super dark, a lot of mm. smoke machines. So uh, people are not able to take any photos or videos. Okay, so, so like Berlin like, uh, vibes. Yeah, it's like more <laughs> Berlin vibe where you get in and it's just about music and not showing mm. yourself. So there is no table, it's the dance floor. And if you want to sit and drink, you need to go to the bar. So we separate the dance floor. So we have a dancing room and the bar. Okay, so it's very underground. Yeah. So yeah it's cool because here in Mongolia and even in well, Lantern was very underground. Mm. I don't know if you've been. Yeah, yeah of course. But here is more like uh, you have table. You yeah, but I think this is going to change too by yeah. seeing those things. I think it's going to take get, time. Yeah, it's going to take time, but it's going to happen. As like Beijing was not like that, Korea or mm. even Vietnam, you know, but it's just. Yeah, there is like, like a. Minds are changing, I think. And there is a culture about table here. If yeah, you go yeah. to exactly. Bangkok. Like it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's like this cultural thing that is changing. That's why I say it's like this is the way you go out, you order your table, you stay on with your friend, you drink a lot, you live. I know you don't dance much, you don't socialize, and I think this is changing. And you, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, you did the first boiler room in Vietnam. Please show your love to Grants. Boiler room, the first time in Vietnam, live from Savage. <laughs> Can you tell us the story behind that? Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was quite interesting. Like it happened, uh, yeah, more than that, like a year ago, uh, and it was I like, uh, yeah, it was like surprising. Like it was wow, you know, uh, <laughs> it was crazy to see uh, the boiler room coming like uh, in Asia. I mean, Southeast Asia for the first time, and uh, decided to uh, choose Savage for that. And uh, and yeah, people were really like uh, really happy to see that. It, Boiler room is in Vietnam, and uh, <laughs> it was interesting. But it also showed like people follow big things, and but it, it gave a lot of credibility. I'm gonna say to Savage after that, because okay. uh, we had like the first four months opening, and people were like, "Well, whatever is this?" But when Boiler room came, it's like, "Ah, oh, if Boiler room is here, it, it means it's a cool place." So you know, I don't know, but it was it was quite interesting to see uh, um, that Vietnam been broadcasting online to show to the world like through Boiler room. Uh, what's going on here? So it's good. Like it was, it, it was quite special. And how did you manage it? Was it stressful to? Yeah, <laughs> we were like well, how we can do. We want to make sure. So yeah, it's a lot of work, but uh, uh, it was so good. You know, it, yeah. it, it's worthy. That's what I mean. It's like worthy to do those things because you help. 
the city like oh you help a scene you help like to bring things to people and uh, i think this is the motto like do those things like uh, to to develop and say okay the city is here like on the map you put on the map uh, Hanoi and like okay the city is here there are people to look at like Quan Min uh, Lotus Disco Trungdi uh, you know it's like and how do you the city see your club right now I mean it's been like a few years right now you're opening you also created a festival two years ago uh, do you see a different um, point of view from like uh, the citizen but also the politician about like this kind of music because we remember like in France when he came like the, during the 90s he came with a rave party mm. and people were like what is boom 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 mm. and how do they see it I think it's a bit different yeah. it's not the same way but it's like very interesting because I, I met some uh, locals who came like to see an uh, object or telephones and they're like okay what is this sound and they're quite interesting and I can see that for them they're just curious and what I like when I have a chat with all these uh, new like kids who are very curious they they bored with what they know and now they want to hear new things and they want to experience new things so that's all like it's just kids who've been like disconnected from the rest of the yeah. world I'm gonna say and now they only new things through internet but they want to experience it so I think uh, you know you open this Uh, club and uh, for some of them they're like okay now it's not being on the at home sitting and looking at deck mental or uh, ballroom or uh, listening to that track now I can go outside and I can hear the track when John Talabot came few of them like even uh, uh, because he was playing on Thursday night and some of them had to work the day after but okay. they were so enjoying it and they said I don't care I'm not going <laughs> to leave that place and they had to skip and miss this work but they're like this is so special John Talabot is here and he's not listening at home I'm here to listen to his track and what he likes in a club so we could feel that some are like part of this and uh, and uh, it's quite important for them and it's, as I say it's just going to change and the community is just growing I'm talking mostly about locals and you said like big name big names are starting to come like dj mm -hmm. we didn't see that few years ago mm -hmm. how do you see the ecosystem the asian ecosystem because when a dj come here mm -hmm. it's like for an asian tour they mm -hmm. do south korea china mm -hmm. uh, right now hanoi mm -hmm. how do you see that I think yeah, it's uh, compared to um, 10 years ago, uh, it was so different. Like you, you could not see. Uh, I remember seeing the names only in Japan, few in Hong yeah, Kong, yeah. Uh, and still they were playing like big names in some random clubs. But um, now it's like you have the choice. Like if if a DJ wants, he can do a tour just in China. There are enough clubs now in China to play there, and it's quite impressive because it was not the case few years ago you could only play in Beijing or Shanghai if you're lucky and mm. but now yeah it's like it's really happening and uh, Chengdu for example who, uh, like such a nice uh, city with the best club probably in Asia uh, it's like there are things going on around and and yeah it's really changing and now yeah it's like it's it's quite uh, it's quite something like coming here and and playing f for uh, a crowd Uh, who is not uh, blasé, like who are very <laughs> curious and this is what I like about Asia, it's still small and a good community around who are uh, very well connected, you know. And how are they connected? Because when I was in China, by example, they don't have Facebook, they, they don't have SoundCloud as well, mm -hmm. you need a VPN to, to go on these things, so the ecosystem, the media ecosystem, mm -hmm. there is no track, there is no like media in 
Chinese. But, but that's why I say this is what you see because uh, you're coming from Europe. Mm -hmm. And uh, for you, uh, being in touch means uh, Facebook or SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. and, but of course, they use the, their own, uh, their own. Uh, website or they are promoters like Connect Asia, who is okay. based uh, in Chengdu, who do a lot of work through his uh, WeChat uh, page. And WeChat is uh, huge in, um, okay. in China. And that's how people communicate. There is also a group that calls Ballroom China that's been created okay. when. Uh, ballroom happen but then they start using it to stay in touch with everyone is included even myself I don't know how <laughs> I ended up in that group but then I see people promoting the thing so uh, people use internet they have internet but they don't use the same platform mm. but things are happening in China and of course differently so it's a bit harder but look at China they don't have Facebook SoundCloud Instagram mm. they don't use it of course you can use through a VPN but still they're still booking artists there's still things going on they still have amazing clubs so Like people find a way to get connected mm. with the rest of the world, and uh, I think China know how to do it. Okay, no, I was just saying that because I remember when I was talking with DJ Wang Wang, mm -hmm. he told me like the underground is not growing that fast in China mm -hmm. compared to the size of the country and yeah, yeah, the course. potential. He, he said like, of course, but 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 that's why I say it's the um, it's also um, the beauty I think at the mm -hmm. end because what's the point to like. That's a good thing. I think if it's over and everything is here and all mm. the clubs, you're gonna get blasé and those people are gonna look for something new. So it's not too bad that there's connection is still between people and you need to find. This mm, is yeah, fun, true. you know? Yeah. It's fun to look for a party or to look after. And yeah. you know, it's... it's the art of digging. Of, uh, yeah, it's exactly <laughs> so. It's kind of the same thing about clubbing. You get like a better um, reward, I'm gonna say, if you find things, especially uh, for someone who's coming from outside. Like, I don't find anything online, but checking on the on those platforms that a local use is way better I'm gonna say uh, let's talk more about generally the the, Viet, the Asian scene um, how did you see it when you arrived in Asia and how is it today so yeah when I arrived in Asia mm. I realized that there were crew around doing mm. things but nobody was connected like uh, nobody was really working mm. together there were no exchange things so it was quite uh, interesting to see that everyone was Uh, really into the same thing like going to Shanghai Beijing uh, Seoul but yeah everyone is focusing on this thing and I'm like if everyone is a bit that was my uh, idea I'm like if everyone is connected and everyone knows everyone and everyone support everyone then that's how you can create a lot of things as in Europe like you see many DJs from London going to Paris Paris to Amsterdam so this is the idea that I was thinking about uh, Asia and that's why the booking agency also started to book artists first from Europe that we could bring and support around and then being in touch with promoter or club owners and with the time like adding more people based in Asia and this is what is happening that's what is uh, what, that's what is about with equation is like really getting the people involved from the scene being all together for one weekend somewhere and in Vietnam now and trying to develop that and stay strong and stay in touch and know what's going on right now in 2018 yeah it's amazing because it's well more connected and more things going on And yeah, it's like uh, for the past decade, there were like so much changes. Like it's unbelievable, actually. And what's next for you? Because you created a club, a crew, a label, festival. What's your plan for the future? Yeah, I think like uh, uh, the good thing will be uh, doing that kind of coffee shop, record shop with the web radio that we want to do in Hanoi and just let 
uh, more like the, the goal is not being like the elite of sound yeah. but start all over again with a very small uh, uh, community space where everyone can play from trap to uh, hip hop to techno like we don't care we just want like music lovers to meet somewhere and being able to leave their flyers or posters and and being that uh, new uh, area where people can meet that's a new project and I seem, it seems like you always want to promote local artists Uh, is it the plan also with this project to show what's going on with the Asian artists? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's always the goal. Like uh, there is always uh, um, really nice people around who are really uh, motivated or get good taste, but they don't have the good things in their hand. I'm gonna say. So if you help them a little bit, they can go like super far, I think. And if you help them at the beginning, they could develop themselves. I'm gonna say or believe in them and. Uh, Yeah, I think it's it's always good to support uh, locals or people in Asia who needs that because, uh, as I say, like there are not enough uh, DJs on the international scenes who come from Asia. The few ones like DJ Nobu mm. or Peggy Goo that everyone mm. knows, but I think there are way more people around that people need to discover who are really good actually. Okay, interesting. So we are right now in the last part, the last questions. It's only like quick question. If I come one weekend in Hanoi, could you recommend one club, one bar, one vinyl shop, and one festival and one restaurant? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so if you go um, to a restaurant, I will definitely. Uh, uh, it's a street food, so it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, it's hard to find, but uh, it's a small bunbo place, uh, which is amazing, and I, I recommend everyone like to try street food and don't go to uh, those okay. uh, restaurant who propose to you million. Uh, dishes focus on the one who focus only one uh, propose to you only one dish so this Bunbo place uh, in Old Quarter and then uh, for uh, a drink uh, um, I can't promote the club so I need to use <laughs> another place but I will say uh, for a drink there is that place run by a, a, a DJ a Vietnamese called uh, uh, Trung D and he runs that small place called Dot he's a tiny bar with a, you need to sit outside and he's I like his music that he plays and he's like super friendly and yeah, capacity uh, of the bar is maybe six, seven people, but it's interesting. And uh, then for a club, I won't say Savage because it's another <laughs> promotion, so I will uh, propose an alternative. And I think that uh, Birdcage is quite interesting. It's more expat, but it's an outdoor place uh, which play uh, every kind of music like uh, drum and bass, techno, house, R&B. So it's quite fun to go there. Um, and finally... Vinyl shop. Vinyl shop. Uh, not now because uh, there's no really there places, no. but hopefully next year then. <laughs> okay. Um, if one day aliens come on Earth and you are in charge to make them discover our music, what would be the tracks? You can say only three tracks. Uh, I think I will uh, give them uh, definitely a track from Shade, so probably. Uh, 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 Actually, it's alien, so it's different. I need <laughs> to reconsider because, um, yeah, I think I will still take uh, Shade just for the voice, and okay. I think it's important. So yeah, a track from Shade. Uh, which one? I will say uh, nothing can come between us. A second track for 
them. Uh, hmm. uh, a second track from them. Probably a track from uh, the uh, album from Outcast. Uh, <laughs> just to have like Andre 3000 vocal again and just the production. And then something more electronic. Uh, I think I'll take. Um, uh, I will take. Uh, uh, it's hard, very hard. Um, I think I'll take. I will. Sh yeah, I will choose maybe a deep burn. Okay. The track deep burn. Yeah. And right now, what are the Asian artists to follow? Uh, Jonathan Kosuma from Indonesia, who is really good. Powder from Tokyo uh, and Magico from Seoul. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite boiler room? Um, <laughs> I, I forgot the name of the artist, but it's someone from England, and it's not actually it's not my style because he's playing more like um, yeah different different music, but it's just like the vibe. I really like the people, like they're really dancing, really into it. But then in terms of my style, like a really good boiler room that I've checked recently. Um, I would say actually I was about to so I will pref I prefer to recommend Jamie Tiller Ballroom that was yesterday Board. Uh, I, I started watching it this morning, uh, but I really recommend those two because I haven't seen them, but I'm pretty sure that it's going to be super good. Okay, and who would like to listen in this podcast and about what topic? Um, I'm going to Russia after, you, you know. know yeah. you, you if know. you go to Russia, definitely uh, Lipolis, who is a Russian DJ, who is proper digger, and I'm always like amazed about okay. his uh, selection. From Moscow? So, or from Moscow, okay. Yeah. him or probably mean uh, from Vietnam because yeah he's not a uh, uh, he's an artist yeah he's like a artist DJ who is based I know you never left actually Vietnam and uh, uh, he's someone 
quite interesting to know what's going on also in Vietnam to okay. have a different opinion or perception of view from the, the a local yeah because he used to come from the trans uh, thing in the 90s and he's, a, he's been around for quite a long time and uh, he's an interesting person to uh, interview I guess and in your club Uh, who would like to bring, like, uh, if you have uh, an unlimited amount of money? Definitely Maurice Fulton. Okay. The one that I love and Morgan Geist. the two uh, idol for me but uh, it's, it's very difficult to book both of them but Maurice Fulton first I guess okay but it was my last question thank you very much for yeah, your thanks. time uh, people just go in Vietnam it's a wonderful country and now there is also underground scene so thank you and thanks, bye bye sir. bye thanks for listening Ice Curry I hope you enjoy it if you like it don't forget to follow Ice Curry on SoundCloud or any podcast application And if you really like it, give a five star on the application. Podcast on your iPhone or iTunes on your computer. Now let's listen to one of the favorite tracks of our guests. Enjoy and see you for the next episode. Bye bye. Trust